Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is SENZ. It is Extra Time. And joining us out of Queensland is former black cap fast bowler Hamish Bennett. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you going? All good? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. How, how is um, Queensland treating you? It's got to be uh, drier than it is here. Uh, yeah, it was pretty wet yesterday. There was a storm that came through, so it was absolutely pissed out. And now it's back to being like an oven. So I'm um, back to summertime. So right. it's slightly cooler, the term they use over here. It's not cold, it's cool, but slightly cooler. So um, hopefully it <laughs> continues to be like that. Uh, good to see you got the accent down already, mate. So you're blending in like one of the locals. Uh, that's one thing I hope I never get. <laughs> oh, mate, that last chance for a dance. Oh, you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta embrace it, mate. You gotta embrace it. How, how's, uh, how's, how's the coaching going over there, mate? What are the bowling stocks looking like in Queensland? Uh, yeah, well, I do sort of the younger stuff. So um, there's a, there's some really good young talent coming through at the moment. There's a couple of under nineteen kids. There's a man kid who's playing the under nineteen who could have played under seventeen. So he got clocked at 140 kilometres an hour. So um, wow. They've definitely got the numbers and stuff. Um, that's just the difference between New Zealand and Australia is obviously the money and just the depth in their in their um, you know in their talent pool. You know, their second eleven, you know, they're probably their sixth or seventh elevens could beat our second eleven back in New Zealand quite comfortably. Um, but they've just got yeah, just so much depth. So there's a lot of competition for for places. So it's just a different way of, of cricket. I mean, it's so hot um, as I mentioned, like an oven. So the pitches are pretty dry. So you have to run in and bowl fast here, because if you don't, you just go the distance. So that's just the way the conditions are made, really. They're made to produce tall, fast bowlers, otherwise you don't really survive. Well, actually, on that, you know, you say, um, you know, it's hot and it's dry. I mean, uh, what are the spinning stocks like then? Because you'd think that, uh, you know, even over a three-day game, the pitch is going to change a bit. Are they, are they, are they got some decent young spinners coming through? <clears throat> Uh, I think there was a, there's a lot of actually good real off spinners coming through. I mean, you saw Todd Murphy, he'd only played a few games and he made his test debut. So there's some good finger spinners coming through. Um, it's just about getting the opportunity. I mean, depending on what services you play on, some of the wickets, when they get flat, unfortunately, they're probably too flat and they don't turn. So that is going to hit through the line. So that's why, you know, obviously the tall, faster bowler that can produce that variation of bounce is so popular over here um, with swim bowling. Sort of not being non-existent after sort of 10, 10 or so overs, so um, they definitely got spinners and that coming through. It's just, it's just a, the wickets are just so flat, mate. <laughs> you know, like in club cricket. I mean, you know, they're playing uh, Brisbane grade cricket here. I mean, you know, they play two day comp and a team will bat first get sort of three fifty for four or for five, and then another team will either chase it down and get bowled out. You know, trying to go for it. So um, it's it's pretty it's made for batters. If you want to bat, then you you come to Australia. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, we and we've seen maybe uh, a little bit of the knock-on effect of that with the Aussies in India. Although that that pitch at Nagpur, a few question marks around it. Oh, look, I don't mind the wicket that, um, that India produced. I mean, I think that's the beauty of the World Test Championship is that you need points, um, and to, to gain points, it's, it's easiest in your own conditions. So, why not produce wickets that favour favour your attack? I mean, we do it in New Zealand. We produce green ones, so if you know if you come to New Zealand, you're going to be on a green one. If you come to Australia, you know you're going to be on a bouncy, flatter surface. Um, you go to India, you know it's going to turn. 
anywhere in the subcontinent, you know, it's going to turn. And in England, you know that depending who you are, it's either going to be dryish um, or it's going to be green as well. So um, I think that's the beauty of the World Test Championship. Why would we want to travel the world and play on the same surfaces? There's no point of doing that. You've got to, to be the best team in the world. You need to be able to play in all conditions. So I, I personally don't mind it. A lot of, uh, I, I even had a caller last night, mate, out of Sydney, talking about how the Aussie selectors need sacking because of the team they sent over there. But I don't know that they've, uh, at the moment, you know, as 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 much as you talk about the uh, the young fellas coming through the depth, I don't know that there's they had that many other options to send over there, and it's just uh, sort of a bit of a knock of the fates that they've got so many left handers in the team. Yeah, look, it takes time for people to develop, and I'm mean, thinking with their depth, they've got a lot of. You know, if in New Zealand, if you lose a sort of a key first-class player, then you sort of tested with your depth. If you lose a couple of guys to injury, whereas they've got sort of seven or eight guys that are probably at that level, that's where their depth's at. Um, and I think for Australia, I don't know who else you would pick. I don't know what the, the right answers are. I mean, for Australia, they hope Cam Green comes fit. So I, I would pick Green instead of bowling. Get Green to open the bowling with Cummings um, to just take the shine off it, really. And then I think Kuderman will probably play. Um, and then it's the toss-up whether you play the two offies or just the one offie. So who Kuderman comes in for, um, that's probably the big answer. And I think Travis Head probably has to come back in too. Um, so again, not sure if you know if Travis Head just comes in for Boland and they just play one pace bowler or what they do. I guess it all depends on the wicket and what they think their best results are. What they probably lack is Green not playing that first test to be able to then play another batter. So I'm not sure what the lineup will look like. I think there's a lot of different lineups they can go with. So um, I think it's just going to be up to what it is on the day and what the wicket looks like. Is is the door completely shut on Cam Bancroft? Because I noticed he's been in some pretty decent form. Um, yeah, I guess so at the moment. I think they'd like to replace with him, it looks like. So, mm. you know, it looks like that, you know, the talk of dropping Warner, then it looks like Travis Head or Renshaw go to the top of the order. So, I think, you know, everyone's pretty sort of on the hot topic of not picking Travis Head. I mean, he had a, an amazing home summer. Uh, I know his record in the subcontinent isn't great, but <clears throat> what, no better time to play some of the subcontinent when they're coming off probably, the, you know, the form of their life and the confidence of their life. So after someone missing out like that, you just got to just got to wonder where his confidence is um, and, and how he'll go and play. Because it would have been knocked back a bit. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, it's not often you see the Aussie <laughs> Test side uh, rolled for less than 100, mate. I mean, uh, it's a four-test series. Can you see how they bounce back here? Uh, I personally, I, I personally think that India need to win the series to itself to get through to the World Test Championship to make themselves give themselves a good chance. I don't think the pitch um, in the second test will aesthetically look as bad as the Nagpur pitch, but I think it will play pretty similar. So um, I think it's an uphill battle for Australia. I think they need things to go their way. They need to obviously win the toss back first and probably get 300, 350 on the board, um, but. Outside of a big partnership from Lavashane and Smith, you sort of, um, you know, wonder where the runs will come from. So I think they need they need a good start from their top four, probably to get 200 runs. Probably between that top four will give them a good chance of setting up the test match. Mm, yeah, got a lot of work to do. Where are you on Warner? Um, I know a lot of people, you know, sort of. I was quite critical of him and his form and saying, how long are they going to keep him round? And then he scored that 200 against South Africa although it was a pretty average South African side and it was in Australian conditions. Uh, does that buy him another 10 tests then? Um, well, I think the dangerous thing with Warner is I actually think he's a little bit in that in that little bit of um, space where I think if he gets dropped, he's, he'll retire straight away and go and go straight on the T20 circuit. So 
it's whether they want to risk risk that really. I think that's probably the bigger picture of if they do drop Warner, will he will he retire and they, he won't be available for the World Test Championship and for the Ashes. So I think that's the bigger picture they go look at with Warner. I also look at and think Warner um, he caught quite a bit of the criticism when things are going bad. I think he's an easy target to to pick on. Um, seems to be the guy that they gets picked on rightly or wrongly, um, whether you hate, love him or hate him. So I think he's a little bit hard done by in that aspect. I think, I mean, personally, I would stick with him. I think he, he likes that controversy, he likes adversity and comes back. Like you said, he got that double hundred in that South African series. Um, he was down and out a little bit in that T20 World Cup and then he came good at the final and well, I was actually part of the tournament in the T20 World Cup when Australia won it um, after having a, a bad IPL and people doubting him. So... I think it's probably the situation where he's he's a bit of a fighter, mate. So I think it's actually the situation he probably he'll really grab with two hands. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does get runs or if he at least comes out and, and gives a positive mindset for the, for the batting unit. Mm, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the series goes, mate. What about back home? Uh, first test tomorrow at Bay Oval between the Poms <coughs> and the Black Caps. And uh, we've obviously got no Trent Bolt. Um, and Gary Stead has said that they, even though he lives 20 minutes away from the ground, they haven't talked to him about seeing if he's available because, you know, they, they have lost a couple of bowlers. Matt Henry's got his first kid on the way, so he's out. Uh, Kyle Jamison, we thought he was back, but he's got a stress fracture of the back. Uh, now they're looking a bit thin. And the bowling lineup. Um, have, you haven't had a call from Steady, have you? Uh, no, I haven't had a call. No, no, I haven't had the SOS. I think, um, oh, I think with Trent, um, I think it's just a workload thing. I mean, he's made T he's made T twenty since October. Um, and then he wouldn't have bowled anywhere near twenty overs a day, or be bowling conditioned enough to, to play. Guys have to remember that. I mean, he's been running, you know, T twenties. If you look at it, that's equivalent of you know a four hundred meter race. Probably, you know, and then he's been asked to come and run a marathon without any training. So if you ask someone to run a marathon without any training, you'd say they're going to get injured. So I think for Trent, um, you know, for the longevity of Trent and for him to be available for the World Cup and for IPL and other things, I think it's a smart decision, to be honest. I think if they have spoken to Trent or whether they haven't, I think they'd probably just taken them, taking the bullet um, media-wise and, and making sure that I guess the flat goes to him and probably not Trent, I think. I think it's the right call for both parties. Well, looking at the uh, the lineup, then, particularly, I mean, from a bowling point of view, um, it's Wags and, and Southey, and then I guess it's what else do they do? How many spinners do they take in? Uh, they've called Jacob Duffy in, uh, which I don't mind. Uh, Blair Tickner, I think, is there. Scott Kugelon is a weird one for me. I don't know why they've called him in. Um, what what's your take on where um, Lockie is? Because I would have thought Lockie Ferguson should have been the next cab off the rank. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting thought. I think maybe, again, maybe it's a workload thing. Maybe um, with these test matches, maybe Lockie, maybe he might come in for that Sri Lankan series um, and maybe he wants to play a first-class game or get more over his under, under his belt to, to come in. Um, but I think it's just on those things. We've had such a stable side for such a long time. So whenever there is a big boy like Trent missing or um, obviously in the circumstance at the moment that there is when you call someone else and you're always going to test the fits and ask questions because we, we haven't seen these guys play at the highest level in New Zealand. So I think there's always going to be those question marks. But I wouldn't doubt the, the guys coming in. They're, they're in their own conditions. They're in a series that you think when they're going to come hard. But, if, I mean, if they can see how they will be able to manage them and talk them through it, being a pace bowling captain, he's a very good captain, to have it mid on and mid off to help these guys through. So I think it's a good time for them to play because eventually these, these are going to have to be the guys after probably the 2023 World Cup. These are going to be the guys that are going to have to lead our country. So 
I think it's a perfect time to, to play them in a series that's not worth his championship. This series is going to be interesting. There was a lot of talk about Will Young maybe coming in and, and, and opening and, and having um, you know Devin Conway maybe batting at four or something along those lines. Uh, what do you think they'll do? Do you think it'll be the same as what we saw in India and Pakistan? Um, I think so, yeah. I mean, if Will Young does come in, I don't mind that. I'd probably actually rather see Will Young bat four or maybe five. Um, I think, you know, looking at his numbers, I mean, the batting hasn't been great. Um, and probably, probably caused them to, to get dropped. They got Daryl Mitchell at five there, Henry Nichols at four, who averages, you know, close to 40. So, you know, for me, Will Young's the, you know, probably the backup batter there. Um, and if someone gets injured, and if he didn't, if, and if someone wants to be hurt and him, him to come into the side, I'd like to see him bat five or bat six, maybe. And, um, you know, and if that works out, bundle batting seven, that's where I prefer to see Will Young. And I think Conway's a world class player. And I, I think Latham is. I think we've got a pretty good sort of top three, top four, top five there. I think you don't want to unseal that. I would you know, prefer to see Will Young probably coming at six if you're going to strengthen the batting on a green surface and have one at seven. Yeah, and, and I mean, we're in our conditions here. I, I had a look at the uh, TAV odds the other day, expecting England to be massive favourites, but actually there wasn't much in it. How do you see the series going, two-matcher? Um, well, could be a good odd, could be a good bet, England, I think. Um, I just think it's just going to be aggressive cricket. It's going to be great cricket to watch. Um, hopefully the weather um, is good and hopefully summer kicks in and we can get lots of play. That's going to be the key thing. Um, and the mound dries out, so it's a fantastic outfield there. It's the ground that mentioned yesterday, you know, you cannot play the rain card on at all because it just dries out dries out so quick. I mean, after, you know, they had a cyclone near the Black Caps fielded on the outfield the next day, so it just shows you how quickly it dries. Um, so I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's just going to be those key moments, you know, how each team starts, who wins the toss. I mean, if you know, if you're going to win the toss and England come out hard, they can get a couple of early ones. So how does that how does that affect England with the ball moving around? Are they going to come out and keep going? Probably, but they might only get 200, 250, and then we can bat a bit of time on. Hopefully, look at that flames out and make them put them behind the game and have to play more aggressive cricket for longer, which um, is more high risk, which gives us a better chance to take more poles. So. I'm pretty intrigued to see how it goes, to be honest. And as we saw in England, Baz knows our team inside and out. So I expect to see some funky fields and some pretty specific bowling to guys like we saw in Tom Blunder in England with the bounce up there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, good stuff, Hamish. All right. Hey, listen, mate, thanks very much for coming on. I know you've got a dinner to get to, so we'll let you go, mate. Get the glad rags on. Uh, enjoy yourself, and we'll catch up with you soon, eh? Yeah, cheers, mate. Unfortunately, you've got to wear pants. It's about 40 degrees, so um, <laughs> i have to cut those off later. <laughs> Quality. You just turn them into shorts about halfway through the night and hope no one notices. Yeah, I know, mate. Bloody hell. <laughs>